me, this is the, the piece that's sort of really new territory just in terms of not just me, but, you know, this whole world of techno music and synths and sequencers and all that. It's something that I really love. I mean, I, you know, not to mention that I have a 15-year-old son in the house right now, Nicholas, uh, who listens to, you know, a lot of modern electronic dance music in that general zone, I mean, of, you know, from... You know, Daft Punk and Skrillex and that general zone of, of music is something that's on my radar anyway, but through him I'm sort of seeing it through the cultural lens of, of the moment. And I love that sound and I love what that music offers and that sort of hypnotic thing that you can get from that. You just can't get any other way. of the musician that I am, I want to hear some chords. I want, to, I want there to be some structural stuff going on. I want, I want the, the form to be interesting and the chords to be moving in a cool way. And I've often thought, why are these things mutually exclusive? Why couldn't you have that kind of hypnotic thing going on and have some hip chords and also set it up in such a way that the band could be free to play the way they play? And you know, one of the things that I wrote, you know, years ago for the group was uh, Roots of Coincidence, which was kind of a similar destination in the sense that um, that same hypnotic thing was attractive to me then, the same way it is now. But the bass function of that was sort of built into the groove. I wanted to come up with a, a sort of transparent way this time so that Ben could still be Ben and play the way he plays and that Antonio could be Antonio and play the way he plays. My production scheme for it was a little bit different in that I wanted to get them to play the way they played first and then figure out how to get the other thing to go with it afterwards. And so, you know, a lot of the sort of techno elements I had as we were making the track sort of indicators of what they were going to be, but it was a little bit like on a, you know, a Star Wars movie that they were having to kind of do their parts to like green screens, you know. Um, it was a little bit like that in the making of, of that track. Um, there were some things they could hang on to that gave the feeling of that, but it wasn't nearly as sort of uh, wallpapered and uh, detailed and sort of finessed in there as this constant element in the, in the piece uh, that it wound up being at the time we recorded it.
Again, I'm excited about the way everybody plays on this track. It's just the kind of thing I can't imagine four other people doing it with the kind of insight that those guys brought to all the different angles and, and things that this track suggests. Again, there's a lot of uh, development of the material throughout the, the piece. There's the kinds of dramatic, you know, rise and fall type things that have always been attractive to me that, you know, are not the kinds of things that I would probably ever get to on a more conventional, like, unity band 8081 type record. I would get to the drama in a different way on those kinds of records. This is the kind of writing drama that I've always enjoyed getting to that, you know, this band is really capable of. It's in, the, it's in range the same way that playing free is in range. And that's just really exciting to me to have that platform here. And uh, this track may express it better to me than any single track on the record, the title Tune Kin. Mm -hmm. 